how I started with swim around and how I got connected with Andy, I guess a lot of luck and a lot of just saying yes to things. I wasn't quite sure what would be at the other side, but, uh, kind of feel like that's what you get when you get the most out of life is not really quite sure knowing what you're signing up for, but, uh, being fully present and just kind of experiencing it. Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. I'm Chris. And this is episode 90. Nine zero. Or 90 hundreds of the way to 100. <laughs> yeah. On the show this week, we have longtime friend of the show, Mel Bartow. She's part of the California Swim Run crew, and she recently traveled to Sweden to race uh, to love the Swim Run World, World Championship with her partner, the one and only Andy Hewitt. She shares her experiences with us on the show. This show really is. Mel's epic Swedish adventure. But first, training update. I don't know if you heard, but Chris and I are stoked. <laughs> this week is race week. Odyssey, swim run, Orca Island. Orca's Island is coming up on Sunday, and we can't wait to get on the island and take on this super challenging long course race. We're about as trained up as we're going to be. Yeah. The haze in the barn, as they say. No yeah. fear-based additional miles or overtraining to be had this week. Um, but we're really looking forward to to getting on there, seeing everybody again, yeah, and doing having our own adventure on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Up, 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 and away. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be channeling uh, Nicholas Ramirez from uh, the Engadin show. You just go up, 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 <laughs> that's, up. That's up. all up, 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 up. Like, what Keep you hear going. Out of my mind, but yeah, now super stoked, super stoked. Now for this week's shout-outs. All right, so this week we're shouting out our wives. We literally wouldn't be able to do the show and or travel or races without their support. True. We know that it's tough on them to handle everything around the house and deal with the kids while we're out in the woods tethered together and whatnot, but we're just full of gratitude for their support and love, and, you know, I love you. Yeah, thank you kindly. (laughs) Now for this week's Feats of Endurance. So this week's winner is Bas Bood from the Netherlands. He raced swim run Lonersong over the weekend and put in a really good effort out nice there. Job. Strong work, Bas. So bonus winner this week is our friend Caroline. She ran her first half marathon since her giving birth to her second child, her beautiful daughter. Way to go. We are cheering for you there. Be sure to go give both of those folks kudos on the Low Tide Boys Strava Club. Just go on to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, join up with 300-plus swim runners as they train for life and swim runs and other stuff. Yeah. But in particular, go give Carolyn and Boss some kudos. Now, for everyone's favorite theme song segment, This Week in Swim Run. got something new for everyone this week we're calling it race director reports and our first installment is with our friend and co-founder of ex swim run nicholas roman he joins us to talk about last weekend's ex 21 swim run event in stockholm what's up low tide boys this is nicholas roman from sweden stockholm calling and uh, giving you a short race report 
about the EX Swim Run Fall Edition that we did uh, this past weekend. Yesterday, actually, on Sunday, it was finally time to launch our inaugural Swim Run, EX Swim Run, after about a year and a half of planning and COVID and, you know, all the shit that's been going down. Uh, canceling races and everything. Uh, So we finally did it. We had uh, the big race yesterday uh, in Solentuna, just outside of Stockholm. And uh, it's in Edsviken, which is one bay of water. Uh, So it's surrounded by by land on both sides and a bridge at the very end. So we did, uh, it's a 23-kilometer course uh, initially with a 5-kilometer swim and an 18-kilometer run. Uh, we had to shorten the course a bit and, and make some changes due to the fact that uh, fall really hit us like a sledgehammer uh, two weeks ago. Basically, I think after Ötö, it just went, it dropped like 10 degrees. So we had 12 degrees in the water and we had about the same temperature in the air. So it was the conditions were cold and that's what we promised, cold swim and tough trail. Uh, and we did the race. We had uh, 60 people on the starting line, the inaugural 60 pioneers that that dared to believe in us that we could do something different and and sort of challenge the norm with ex which what which is what we're trying to do all the time uh, so we started on we had 60 competitors and two dogs actually we had two canny teams we did something different this time as well because we wanted to show sort of the beginners and and maybe the people in the front of the pack uh, that uh, you can you can experience the really fast swim runners if we sort of change the starting order so we did what we call a pursuit start because what we did is we set off teams and solo competitors in small groups of maybe four to six people in each group uh, with about five minutes in between which meant that the absolute fastest swim runners the ones that we know are really really fast they started maybe 30 35 minutes after the first swim runners and they just started you know pursuing them chasing them around the course uh, and you could see pretty quickly about halfway through the race or uh, one of the people starting at the very back of the field had already caught up with everyone and was in second place after uh, a mixed team that actually came in first, uh, which was really cool. And we had the Falcon Mountain base jump. Uh, and as the water was pretty low, the water level was pretty low. It was we measured it to six meters. And of course, it was voluntary. You didn't have to do it. But we had 50 competitors jumping and we saw some amazing jumps. You know, people were doing, you know, a daffy and someone did the X, the EX as well with their hands out. And we had the pool boys. They were throwing them in the water before they jumped. And some of them had them in between the legs. Some of them sort of had them on their backs and they were just bobbing up like a buoy in the end. And I was great fun. Since we did the pursuit start, we weren't getting the fastest teams first across the finish line. We were getting fast teams, obviously, but not the fastest team. So I think the actual the fastest team that won, actually a mixed team, I think that's, that's at the fastest time, uh, they came in maybe third across the finish line, but they were the fastest. So it was really cool. Uh, everybody did it. Even the dogs made it across the finish line. Uh, we let them shorten sort of a few swims and, and you know, take some easier routes on that mountain uh, just, you know, for the safety of the dogs. But it was super cool to see. So uh, we managed to do it. We, uh, we launched our race and now we're all smiles and everybody's giving us thumbs up and saying, OK, this is really cool. Now we know what it's all about. Go to our uh, website, exswimrun.se. 
and you can uh, have a look at some of the pictures of the jumps. And we're going to post a jump reel soon, a little video with uh, some of the best jumps we saw. But we've already started planning for EX22, which will be next year. We're going to do two races next year, like we planned this year, but we couldn't do. We're going to do the EX22 spring race in May. And then we're going to do the EX22 fall race in September. And then, of course, we're going to do the ARC Super Sprint again in May. It'll probably be on the Saturday. And we'll do the EX22 Spring Edition on the Sunday. And the big news, now everybody has to listen really carefully now because this is probably the first time we're going to out this officially. Everybody wants to do the, e, the ARC Super Sprint. There's two ways to be on the starting line of the ARC Super Sprint 22 next year. The first one is by invitation. And then the second way to get into the ARC Super Sprint is we're going to actually launch a time trial uh, on that Saturday on, in the morning before the actual race. We're going to open the course up and we're going to have a time trial. So you can come to Eadsvik, you can try the course, register your time with us. Uh, and then if you're fast enough, maybe the top 20 uh, times will get a spot in the ARC Super Sprint later on in the afternoon. So those are the big news for us from EX Swimrun. Check us out, exswimrun.se. Uh, follow us on Instagram, EX Swimrun, Facebook as well. So a quick update from us in Sweden. Uh, winter's coming. It's getting cold. We're heading down to Koster this weekend to do the Koster swim run, And then we're going to just start diving into the icy waters and doing really short swims. But uh, have a great one. And I love your podcast. And uh, stay cool. In other swimmer news, the fifth edition of the Urban Swim Run Challenge took place over the weekend in Dusseldorf, Germany. It's cool to see this type of urban format, and the race looked like a lot of fun, just sort of jumping off a bridge into the into a stream in the middle of the city, jumping out, running down an alley and stuff. Um, nice. The full Kalsan Swim Run went off without a hitch on Saturday in Finland. This event is an Uttala Merit race and took place about 40 kilometers outside of Helsinki. Shout out to friends of the show, Nicholas Ramirez and Beek Tarayao of Team Anvil Baywatch for winning the race. Kudos. They won. It's awesome. That way to be. Yeah, way to be. Finally, the Backwaterman swim run took place in Austria. This race starts and ends in front of the Ottenstein Castle. Which looks pretty pretty awesome, I must say. Shout I mean, out to starting fr- a race by a castle. Yeah, I mean, That's might cool. as well. Shout out to friends of the show, Osa and Henrik, aka the Swimmer and Papa, for finishing first place in the mixed team category for the thirty six k. Yes, we had such course. elite elite fans of the yeah. show. Yeah, strong work. races all over it's the awesome. place here. There's obviously way more races that happen over the weekend, but we got a long show this week. That's it for this week. Be sure to tip us off of any swimmer news you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes, now on to updates. So we have some new merch. It's in the store. So if you want to check out the newest ways to show off your Low Tide pride, head over to the Low Tide Boys shop. We got new t-shirts. We got restocks of the OG standard issue and some super limited edition candy, cotton candy tie-dyed hoodies. You, you don't can't want to miss eat them. Those. You wear them. You can't eat them. They do look delightful and scrumptious. If you are racing <laughs> Orca's Island by Odyssey this weekend, and you aren't sure what to do kit-wise, make sure to check out our latest episode of Gear Talk. It's in your feed right below where this episode is. We discuss with our friends Annie and Brooke from the Swimrun Labs about what gear we're considering and using and a little bit of tactics for the race this weekend in Washington State. 
We will see you out there. If you are visiting as well and you want something fun to do on Saturday at 10 a.m., you can also join us for a very chill, no drop, everyone welcome, short mini swim run practice at 10 a.m. leaving from Rosario Resort, followed by a nice fika which is a little coffee and maybe a pastry after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're on the island at 10 a.m. on Saturday, be sure to join us there. Join us. I think just look for the other swim runners. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have kit issues, you need stuff DIY, there's going to be some very experienced swim runners there. They can make whatever lasso Yeah, we're going to have like four need. or five MacGyvers ready to go. So if you got an <laughs> issue with station. your kit, come on out. Yes. See we can help you. Now for Mel Bartos epic Swedish adventure. Yeah, so Chipper, this is this is awesome. I don't feel like this needs a lot of introduction. I think this might be one of the coolest conversations that we've had in a while. Yes. Mel, she's a friend of ours. She's part of the California Swimmer and Crew. She's, you know, and we're talking the Swimmer Monks, the Cali Swimmer and Girls. We're talking uh, Team Anvil Baywatch. We're talking Andy Hewitt, Andy Hewitt Sean Durkin. Um, so she, she's part of that crew. So we, we knew who she was. We met her in Austin. And then we just had uh, we just kept in touch because she's super stoked on Swim Run. So she got this opportunity to go do the World Championship. And, you know, we, we just think she's, she's an awesome person. So we're mm-hmm. like, hey, we want, we want to hear it from you. And she really does not disappoint. I think this is a really great interview. And she's, she's great. Absolutely. So without further ado, Mel says it much better than us. So we'll just let her say it. Yeah. Mel Bartow. Mel Barco, so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you guys. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this. We've been texting back and forth about doing this for for a while, so I'm glad it's finally happening. So you are part of the California Swim Run SoCal crew. Mm -hmm. Um, We met you, I believe it was Austin. I think that's where we officially met. Um, yeah, and then we just kept in touch after that, and obviously we're doing the same races you guys did, Casco, and then you and Andy went on this, you know, this little trip, this little swim run called the Utila, yeah, swim run world Championship. So before we talk about this adventure that you went on, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you found Swim Run and how did you hook up with the California Swim Run guys? Yeah, crew. Um, so I guess it depends who you ask on how I started <laughs> Swim Run. Um, if you ask my parents, you know, it was probably like when I was four years old and I jumped in the big pool without my floaties on and I realized I could swim and, you know, had my <laughs> love for swimming, um, grew up in the pool, played water polo in college. Um, but I guess if we get kind of to the meat of it, to the swim run piece, um, graduated college, played water polo in college, um, did the whole thing that normal college athletes do where they stop working out, they get out of shape. Um, I didn't let that last too long. So I started, um, training for my first half marathon. Um, through that, I went to a workout commu- community called November project. Not sure if you guys are familiar oh, yeah, with sure. it. Uh-huh. Um, met a lot of great people there, uh, including the Sw- California swim run guys, Andy, who I'll, I'll definitely talk a lot more about on this podcast and Sean Durkin and Phil and Sean, um, even my wonderful fiance, Sarah I met there. Uh, And then uh, through that, Sean Durkin, so Andy's old partner, said, Mel, you know, 
I'm doing this San Diego swim run event. You, you swam in college. You, you're starting to run. You should really do this. So um, I knew Andy. And this was, uh, I mean, a few years ago. I think you guys did that race. It was maybe in 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah, we, were yeah. There. we were there. So that was my first in, you know, to the swim run community show up. I was like, this is kind of cool. The race is at four o'clock. Um, I had nothing. <laughs> I didn't even odd. know people. Right. Like so random. It's like, okay, you don't have to wake up too early for these things. <laughs> you can definitely sleep in for that one. Yeah, I just had it. We just we just had to wait for the regatta to yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Just had to wait for all the boats to get out of the water. Um, but that was really cool. So that was also when I realized that, you know, being a college water polo player, that my swimming level was probably not the same as just the average Joe runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I I I will admit now I committed the cardinal uh, or broke the cardinal rule of swim run. And I didn't stay with my partner during the swims. And I I mean, your partner couldn't keep up with you is probably the the more accurate phrasing. You know, it was cold. I was wearing this like dodgy triathlon, not even a wetsuit, like one of those onesies. And I had no idea. I was, you know, then I thought I was in over my head. Um, and I guess that's what we'll go into when we talk about Otilla. So fast forward, I did Catalina. I got to know Andy Hewitt, you know, the godfather um, or known by all of us in San Diego as the father of Swim Run. Um, and went out to Catalina with him a few times. And, you know, right before the world shut down, he, he sent a text to a group of people. And he just said, hey, I'm looking for a new partner for Otilla World Champs. I was pretty stoked on swim run from Catalina and um, like most things. And I say yes to in life, they're very poorly researched on my side. I just usually go (laughs) based on, you know, the people that I would do something with and where I go. So I said yes, without really doing too much research other than Mm. knowing Rich Roll had done it. Um, (laughs) And and then the world shut down. Um, And so Anna and I, you know, everyone's not hanging out, but once things started opening back up in 2020, we started training a lot together and, you know, he's a world-class guy, um, puts together crazy workouts in San Diego for us, gets us up and moving in nature, you know, when everything else is closed down. So we had a really fun 2020 training with him and Phil and Sean of the swim run monks and, even like the Cali swim run girls, we put together a really fun one this summer. Um, and then 2021 came around um, and Sweden did not get canceled. So then it was time to go for that. So um, I guess that's the the origin story of how I started with swim run and how I got connected with Andy. Um, I guess a lot of luck and a lot of just saying yes to things. I wasn't quite sure what would be at the other side, but uh, kind of feel like that's what you get when you get the most out of life is not really quite sure knowing what you're signing up for, but uh, being fully present and just kind of experiencing it. Um, fuck Great. yes. Yes. That was a, well, well put. Yeah. I don't know. I just mean, we could yes. probably end the show yes. there. <laughs> uh, and I mean, also you have been doing, you're a marathon swimmer as well. I think this should go without, we, when, before Casco Bay, we, we met up with you and Andy and a couple other folks for a nice pastry in the morning. Forgot what was that place called, Chris. Anyway, the pastry was good. And then uh, come to find out you and Andy are swimming around uh, Coronado Coronado (laughs) Island, doing all this crazy stuff. So uh, 
you 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 really seem to have this sense you're you're kind of drawn to the water i i sense it yeah i definitely like the swimming aspect of the sport a lot um if if uh otilla had a world champs had a little bit more swimming i would even loved it more but yeah definitely drawn to the water um andy is a world uh, or as a marathon swimmer himself he's done the major swim so that was a kind of people you know how people were putting together these covid adventure things like mm-hmm. everesting on their bike or putting together crazy backyard ultras um again andy had just said one swim we would swim in the ocean you know during the winter he would convince me okay um you've got to get rid of that wetsuit, you know, real swimmers really need to acclimate your body and swim with just your swimsuit on. Um, and so I started doing those. And I think after a couple of them, you know, in 55 degrees, he said, degrees, he kind of said, all right, maybe I could ask Mel if she wants to swim around Coronado. Um, that was another thing I said yes to without knowing the distance. Um, I was just like, okay, back of the envelope. Um, Coronado's big, but it's not that big. Maybe I could do it. So um, we definitely did that swim, um, which I think prepared us for uh, world champs, knowing that, hey, we've swum once farther than we'll swim in totality. Yeah. Um, so it was probably, you know, being a strong swimmer, going into the race, knowing, okay, I've heard some of these, you know, like the pig swim and the longer swims can be a lot and it can be cold and depending on the weather, the waves can be big, but I knew that that would be kind of like my comfortable spot. Yeah. Um, and well, then I knew, yeah, sorry. I mean, no, no, no. It's really interesting that, 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 that you put it that way because it's like, yeah, it's for a race as intense as the world championship, like any experience that you have of long-term, you know, whether it's trepidation or it's just like, a suffer fast, whatever it is, like all these little experiences or arrows in your quiver that sort of mentally prepare you for whatever it is you're going to see because you just don't know. That's exactly right. You know, like I, I think that's, I think that's something I've learned from Andy. Um, definitely is, you know, you can prepare physically for these things and, you know, we're, we're not the, the elite athletes though. I respect and have so much fun watching those the top runners um but really you can get through a lot by just your mental game in it and knowing that you have a lot more to give once your brain says like what what am i doing all the way on utah (laughs) and i still have more of this race to left and i'm only six miles through the island um (laughs) i think you're you're exactly right there chris so, yeah, so, so I mean, so let's talk about it. So you fly. Is this your first time going to Sweden? First time in Sweden, yeah. It's only third time over overseas. Oh, okay. Wow. First nice. time in uh, like Scandinavia, sort of like first, northern. Yeah. Yep. Sweden. Just I study abroad in India in college and then I did the classic kind of Europe trip after mm-hmm. working for a few years and then this trip. So, uh, nice. Yeah. And cool. you, you made it a nice vacation for yourself, you know, follow, follow along on Instagram. You're there for a couple of weeks. I was. So, you know, was stoked to get out there for the swim run. Definitely focused on that. And we I think we made the most of our time in lead up to, to the race. We had gone out to Utah to spend a few nights there. 
before even the race started so we could see what these rocks looked like and what the water felt like. Um, definitely recommend recommend that. Um, that's a whole nother story on it uh, on the side, but well, yeah, that's, and we did that's the why race. we're here. <laughs> so we can go into that. And then I went over, <laughs> hung out in Stockholm and went to Copenhagen. And I guess um, those are all individual stories, but depends where we want to go. <laughs> I like the, uh, the idea. I like the, the reconnaissance trip to Utah. That also Let's seems very handy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very something Andy, Andy would do. <laughs> and mind yeah. you, one Chris and I, as we were enjoying a couple slices of pizza sitting outside at Casco Bay, we're just sitting there on the corner and up ride this hill on two beach cruiser bikes is Andy and Mel riding up like, hey guys, what are you doing? And we're just shoving pizzas in our mouth and they're out riding their bike like the day before the race or something at Casco. Yeah, just, just cruising. Just, uh, I, I have a sense of a lot of fun over there on Uto. Yeah. Uh, Andy definitely knows how to explore the course before it, before you get there. So, you know, I think over at Casco Bay, we rented bikes and rode all around one of the islands, uh, before that race, even in Austin, we drove around our minivan for what it felt like a couple hours looking at all the swim entrances and exits. And that's something I've never really thought about in racing before, but in races with so many different transitions where you're getting in or you're getting out, it is super helpful to know, okay, actually it's way easier to, you know, run 25 more feet and enter the water here and really Mm, maybe try to point yourself to exit there. There's so much strategy, you know, even a race like Casco Orcas coming up where there's, you know, more than 10 transitions, um, you can save a lot of time. So that's definitely something I've learned from Andy, which um, is a cool thing I think about this sport. Um, so for Uta <laughs> to get out there, you know, fly over three planes, then two trains, then a bus, then a ferry. We wow. land there. <laughs> we get we get onto Uta, and probably one of the like most special islands I'll, I'll have gone in my life. Um, really small community there. Right away, we run into Emma, who's um, someone from the Otilla race setting up. Um, I think the community is just like outstanding right away. Uh, the Uta Vard house is the hotel there. Oh, they yeah. have cute little c- cabins nice. and they're just super hospitable. Um, and Andy goes, okay, we're waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> this boat <laughs> to Uta. And then we're going to run and swim back. Um, we'll do the final 10 K. Like, okay. <laughs> 6 a.m. How, like how many, jet how many lag. days away from the race are you at this point? We're, like, that was like a Friday and the race was Monday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. reconnaissance slash just, you know, tune up kind tune of up. thing. Yeah. And I'm glad, I, I'm glad we did it. Um, <laughs> there's, so we take this little boat out there. And you can just tell Andy's in his element. We're like flying out there. I forget the guy's name, but a really nice guy that drove us out there. I'm like, where am I in the world? I'm like jet lagged, having (laughs) a coffee and the boat's still running. And Andy's like, all right, we're jumping off. I felt like we were on like some sort of mission. Yeah. Okay. And we jump in and the water was so cold. And I immediately was like, whoa Mel you you're in over your head this is too cold 
the water is so saline, like, so not so salty. Yeah. So you don't float as well. And so it almost feels even colder. And instantly I was like, uh oh. I heard, I heard that you can even drink it. Like if you 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 swim in, you can just drink it. Yeah. So all like the cool local people, right. All the the Swedish people were telling us before the race, like, oh yeah, we just take gels during, and we'd barely stop at the aid stations. We just drink the water. Um, I wanted to be cool like the locals. So I did drink some of the water. Um, you know, I don't know if that was a good thing. I kind of had stomach issues on the race day, but I think that was because of other things. It was worth it, though, yeah. I think, for that story. <laughs> I think it was worth it. It's like it's all yeah. part of the experience. Yeah. I'm going to uh, guzzle some lake water at Orcas. <laughs> I, I, like, unintentionally. Really good yeah. electrolytes. <laughs> Too funny. So, so, so you do this training session. You jump at the water. Finally, you're like, okay, I'm not going to die here. Yeah. Um, what was your what was your sort of first experience when you're transitioning onto basically the island where it all started? Yeah, so it was an experience like no other, and I think that like when I reflect kind of back onto it, you could you can split into the three things like um, com- the community, the the nature, or the adventure, and like I feel like there's a story with all of those, but I think when on this training day, uh, when I got onto the Island, you know, everything was just kind of like fun at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I flash forward and I got onto Uta after the, or sorry, uh, yeah, Uta after, um, the final stage, you know, right. As I got off of Orna, Maria, who's one of the people from the press, who is mm-hmm. also runs wild swim run, yep. you know, she's there just like, yay, Mel, you finally finished Orna. Like, you, 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 you're, you've got the 10 K left, you know, pure joy. Like I think at that point. So I think like if maybe there was one emotion tied between all those things is just joy. Um, there was a lot of tears going on. The body didn't feel so good, but I think that the mind at that point, when you're in that position of the race, um, definitely is filled with a lot of joy. Um, you're seeing landscape, like I've never seen in my life. It's kind of like, I would have to compare it to something. It's like Vail Island over at Casco Bay where the rocks are just like the rocks take over everything. So you're, you're not, you know, you're not really focused really on anything else. Like you don't even know your body hurts because you have to figure out how to climb over these rocks or keep rock hopping. So, um, that the, the last piece of the race is definitely beautiful. And I think kind of all those emotions that you felt the whole day kind of maybe go away. And there's just that one uh, emotion that at least for me was pretty consistent. was just pure joy. Wow. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like quite the experience. Sounds nice. I'm jealous. I don't know if you ask Andy that though. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what's Andy's take on this whole thing? It <laughs> was like, well, Mal, <laughs> Andy, Andy's such a trooper and such, you know, a rock and all of this. Like, uh, I would say like the first nine hours, I felt pretty good. Um, pulling the swims, rock hopping, having fun at the aid stations. No one's speaking really much English on the course. They're just, uh, they say two things. You probably saw this on the coverage, like Royoba and Hey, yeah, Hey, yeah, Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying that, um, Andy was doing great the whole time. Just he's really pretty even keeled. Um, and 
then then Uta kind of did, you know, tear my heart out. And um, you mean uh, Orna? Orno, sorry, Orno. Yeah, I've I've just forgotten the name because that's yeah, how bad you it is. Blocked it out. <laughs> so. So so let's let's back up a little bit. So we're kind of jumping around, but I really okay. want to get a sense of okay. Fast forward, you finish this training on Uta. It's amazing. It's time for the race. Like walk us through that morning, getting to the race. What was going on in your mind? Were you super stoked? Were you anxious? All of the above, like whatever. I, I, I want to know what was what was your experience like. What what, what was going on in the world of Mel? So yeah. A, like again, the the way that they have built out world championships is so cool. Like nothing I've experienced before. So you go, you go to another hotel the night before the race with all the racers. You all go to this race briefing, and it's just something is so unique of seeing. You know, I think there was twenty one different nations of all these cool people mm-hmm. coming in the door. That's a little intimidating though, um, because. I don't know. In San Diego, you can put together good training. You, I hang out with a lot of swimmers and runners and kind of can hang in the middle of the pack here, mm-hmm. but you watch all these people walk in and it looks like no one's ate a cookie um, or had a beer <laughs> yeah. in the last year. Yeah. And they're just lean, mean fighting machines. And so I think I got a little like, uh Oh, um, but I mean, you uh, know, I kind of felt that in Catalina. Like, uh, yeah. I was just yeah. like, I feel like a like a middle aged dad right now. Well, I mean, yeah. one, we are, we are, dads. <laughs> yeah. uh, but two, yeah, they're they're also European. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just, very, very and it, maybe they just don't, you know, you don't speak the language. I'm like, you know, talkative San Diego person, but like, don't, you know, a little intimidated by the whole thing. Anyways, it was super cool being having that experience the night before. Then they say, okay, breakfast starts at whatever time, 3 a.m., you got to be on this boat by 4 a.m., so go to sleep now. (laughs) Go to sleep. I actually slept pretty well uh, and woke up, you know, go out and have breakfast. Oscar Olsen actually was, like, right in front of me in line, and I, like, fangirled it for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I follow you on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know he loved it um, nice I, I think <laughs> i know oscar that. he loved it he loved it and so then you get on this boat and it's kind of like catalina where everyone on the boat is going to go do this race um but i guess for me it was like um but this might be like 12 hours until like I have a working bathroom again. And did I put enough lube around my neck so I don't get super chafed? And um, Sean and Phil just kept telling me like, the only thing, like you need to just be able to eat food out there. You're going to bonk and (laughs) you can do this. Just don't like, just don't don't bonk bonk your brain out. Yeah. Yeah. And so sage advice. I'm like, okay, like, will all these gels work? Like, so I'm just like over planning now in my head. And like, mm. we're now approaching um, Sondheim, which is the island that you start the race out on. Um, you get to Sondheim, everyone gets off the boat, and you have like about 20 minutes before the race starts. So everyone's running around. People, myself included, are going to the bathroom trying for the last time. Um, super that's probably when the nerves started but trying to play it cool and um you know people were talking about the water temp but um since I think I did that training day I knew it was cold but I knew it was like 
I already had that like, oh my gosh moment. So I knew, okay, I can swim in this. That will be fine. So the gun goes off and no one's tethered at this point. You can't be tethered and you just, you know, you start going. And um, I really think that like the, like that kind of beginning and for so much of the race was just like so much fun. Like there's people going by you, you're having good swims, you're rock hopping. Um, you're seeing so much of the production, like every like kind of transition there was, you know, people doing media stuff. Um, so I guess that was kind of the lead up. I'll pause there for a second. Um, but I think you you can't go like this whole race there's so it's not just the race. It's like the, the day, the day before, and we'll get there like the night of after the race and the morning after and the ferry boat back to Stockholm. There's just so much. Yeah. The race, you know, it's for just me, the whole took, experience. Yeah. Took like 12 and a half hours, but like, I mean, three days, what is that? I'm not great at math. 72 hours of, yeah. uh, yeah, no. Yeah. 36. Yeah. Yeah, seventy-two hours of. We, we, you guys can proof edit that in the uh, <laughs> in the show notes. Mel doesn't know how to do math. Um, of like such a cool experience. Yeah, man, that. And yeah, I mean, Otala has it has it down for sure. All dialed in. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, think- I guess I'll say it now. Like Michael and Mott's, uh, they're definitely the brainchild of this, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing their, you know organization from start to finish is really, I mean, cool, inspiring. Um, all the people, you know, I got the opportunity to meet, um, Jasper and Mott's two of the original brothers that started and got to like, I met them the day when we were out on Utah before and, you know, got to have meals with them and hang out. And they showed me like this buoy they still use that they use back then. And it's like two water (laughs) bottles taped together. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love it. Well, you know, this is a total tangent, but I think, um, Mott's and Michael's fingerprints are pretty much like all over the sport of swim run because they built it in this image. I mean, we recently had Michael on and he's talking about, uh, you know, the adventure racing background. And as you saying, it makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. there's all these little pieces that, that are sort of built into the sport, but that's all Michael and Mott's. If you think about the yeah. early days. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's so great that this is like, I mean, this is really their baby. Um, yeah. And every detail sounds like from, from your tell, I mean, hopefully we'll get to experience that at some point, but you know, like every detail was accounted for and, you know, there was some thoughtful consideration going into everything. Yeah, I, I couldn't, yeah, I agree more with you and uh, definitely think you both should uh, experience it. <laughs> we want to. You know, I think meeting some of the other American teams and, um, you know, I, I am in a humble position where I was lucky that Andy had already qualified with Caroline. Um, she being in med school, couldn't go. Um, his other partners, you know, weren't there weren't couldn't do it this year and so I do feel humbled that I kind of got in that way um but talking to some of the other Americans like Mimi and Timothy and Mexicali swim run and just learning about how you know by going to merit races in North America that you can get enough points to then Mm -hmm. do that to the race in uh Sweden I mean 
Yeah. You gotta do it. I mean, we're That's we're plan. it's 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 a game goal. plan. That's our goal. So you were out there, and not to gloss over nine hours of endurance activities, but to to paraphrase what you said, I was feeling good for the first ten hours or nine or ten hours, which is just a really funny saying thing to say anyway. Like, oh, for nine hours, I was totally fine. I was just swimming and running all over the place. Um, but was what did it just was it all kind of surreal? Did it all like flow along sort of as expected or uh walk us through a couple of your favorite favorite moments from from Otsala. yeah um there it i your question on it did it all flow together yes uh are there some like favorite moments of course i think uh so the first 15k i think that's what it is it's like there's the 15k sprint prize or whatever and that's like the first place they have a big aid station they had a media person there nancy who is uh wonderful i I don't know if she's a canadian living over in uh europe but she's great um i think that was i don't know what island that was on it was one on the big islands and uh like namdo or Romaro. and that like i was just yeah having so much fun um Andy usually overheats. So like at that aid station, I'm like throwing water on him. Like the spirits were high. Um, I was like, wow, you know, feeling great. And I think being able to be like interviewed by Nancy as like cheesy as it is to say that was like a fun, cool experience. I That's think really cool. when you're all the way over there, also having my family, my friends. Oh yeah. So totally a little footnote oh, there. Cause right. I was watching this live from, you know, the comfort of my couch and, you know, there was like a little chat thing going on and we you had ob- a lot of heat, a lot of heat. California <laughs> storm was getting a lot of heat. Mel, you were getting a ton of heat. Yo. A ton of everyone just being like, go, Mel, go. Like, it was so cool. It was so cool. Like, you definitely had a fan base that was watching when you when you hit that aid station. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool that they, you know, have that media coverage that people can really, you know, experience it through that with you. But, yeah, you know, I've done a lot. Or, you know, just the community I'm part of here in San Diego, um, swimming and running. And so I think you know, one thing that's important to me is like promoting this sport and trying to get more women into it, more, you know, people into the sports. Um, and I think that was just like a cool moment that that created, um, you know, just super happenstance. That was great that the timing all worked out there. So that was really cool. Um, I love the pig swim. I don't know if that's crazy or if like, (laughs) I'm going to get like commented on that, that people don't love it. I think it's great. It's a long swim. (laughs) Your, your legs are kind of like hurting by then, or at least mine were. So Andy and I transitioned, uh, traded off leading for pieces of it. And I was able to just kind of like, you know, wiggle out my legs a bit and just kind of zone out. Um, I don't know if people say this either, but like, the transitions, most of them are so sketchy uh, going up on these rock faces that uh, that presents like a whole nother challenge. Just, just getting okay, out. Don't, yeah. Like don't slip and like break all your front teeth. Like, you're just <laughs> yeah. like, so like that gives you something to focus on. You're just like, okay, what is this one going to be like? Like, am I going to eat, you know, eat it and I guess I did that's a a part of the race I don't really remember I guess 
on one of the entrances, I fell onto a rock getting in, like I belly flopped onto a rock and had a bruise right like below my sports bra Ooh. the next couple of days. And I was like, Andy, I must have had like my water bottle hitting this. He's like, oh no, you belly flopped to a rock. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, all right. That was, you know, didn't, didn't realize that one. Um, and then for how much I hate Orno, um, that was just like a really cool learning experience. You know, I think, um, was I, you know, could have I trained more for this race? Probably, but I don't know if you fully know how to train for something like that. Um, I'd done a 150 K before, you know, until you've done something like that. And so I think being where I'm at in my endurance career, like everything I did leaning up to it, I'm happy about. And I'm happy I had the the couple of hours that we spent at Orno to now teach me how to train for things like that, sure. you know, training on tired legs, really getting long, long days out there um, on your feet would, would have probably would better positioned me, but you know, who knows? Um, so I think even though that was like a very pit of the day now, two weeks out, that was probably like a peak of a learning moment just for myself as a person and an athlete. Um, and then I know you've asked for only a couple, but I guess now keep going. Keep the floor is yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, probably the finish line was, I mean, there were other other cool swims there. I would say about every swim is super cool. There's all these jellyfish underneath. Oh. So you're, you're swimming. Um, and then there's just like a school of jellyfish and not, they're not the kind that sting you. They're like super, you know, just kind of like chill there. Um, and so I Swedish guess of them. What, yeah, like schools of them. And you'd be like, you know, in the middle, like, you're like, oh, wow, I'm in the Baltic Sea. I'm in the archipelago and I'm in the middle of the water, like of this long swim. And now there's jellyfish and this is crazy this is so cool like this is like this is my life right here um so that was awesome uh and then yeah so then I guess I'll skip ahead that finish line um at that point I started crying a few times and it's like Andy had seen every side of me going through that race but then at the very end I didn't really want him to see me crying it's like how the mind works right yeah um, and I finished the, uh, we crossed the finish line and I just like full on tears. Right. Um, and Michael Lemon comes up to me, Lemo comes up to me and he goes, you should be very proud of yourself. It's okay to show emotions. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. I mean, you know, okay, right. Dude, I'm going to keep crying. <laughs> and, uh, that was, yeah, just super cool. I mean, that's another thing that's awesome about Otilla. Like what race do you go to that the director of the entire race stands there and gives a medal to every single person that finishes? Like, uh, yes, yeah. I, that's, I've never done a race like that before. So yeah. that's super cool. And then the whole afterwards watching, you know, other people finish, seeing people that had finished hours earlier than you meeting new people. Um, it's they just throw a great, you know, party and dinner. It's like every single thing that you could want to eat on the planet is there for dinner. The same thing the next day with the breakfast. So I'm sold. I'm I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you won't go hungry either. <laughs> now was, 
if if I remember correctly, it looked like from some of the splits that there was a period in the race where you guys were together with some of the American teams. Um, did that actually happen or am I just, was yeah. it just the way it was? Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning of the race, um, we, I had met the Mexicali guys. So, uh, I think it's Roberto and Charles, uh, we'd met them at the airport and, um, Anyways, the next time we saw them was out at one of the islands. And I don't think that they were really expecting to see us and we weren't really expecting to see them. But for a while there, we were kind of trading spots. Um, and, um, you know, and then I think we kind of weren't with them for too long. But for a while, it was kind of nice checking in. Those were the only Americans that we saw during the race, you know, the swim around monks, they were super dedicated. They've been training so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a wonderful day. Same with um, team Baywatch with yeah. uh, Beak and Blake and Blake. Yeah. Uh, and I think they were training spaces, places for a while. And then me, me, me and Timothy, which I didn't meet until after the race, um, who I ended up actually spending more time with in Stockholm to really cool guys Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They were all they're gonna they're gonna be mad that I say this, but they're the Americans champs. I think they won it all for the Americans. I think yeah, that's first. true. You guys can yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah they were first right. first American team. So I think that they should be very proud of that accomplishment. That's really rad. Um, and being two dads, like again, I think like what you guys talk about on this podcast is so cool. Like you really can the way the sports like made is you kind of can do it when you have a family and you know if it's your prior triathlon person that spend a ton of time on a bike like you can be good at this sport and also have a family so I think those guys um, should definitely pat themselves on their back and they're really cool people too and I think helping with the swim run community over in North Carolina yeah as well is really cool yeah no we uh we're fans yeah and what a cool team name. I had to watch the YouTube video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Put that right yeah. in the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. For a little throwback action. So the second you finished, did you think that you immediately need to do it again? <laughs> it's funny that you asked me that, Chip. Um, Andy asked me that um, on Orno, which oh. he it was saying, this is probably not the right time to ask, <laughs> ask. Will, will you do this again? And I just said like, yeah, wrong time. To ask. <laughs> yeah. Wrong time. <laughs> wrong time. Uh, but then a few days later, um, and once I could actually sit down without like bracing myself on all the walls, <laughs> um, I think I would do it again. I think it's a really cool experience. I think it got me even more stoked on swim run. You know, I definitely want to go. I mean, if I could go over and live in Sweden, like, uh, is that Beak that did that with his yeah, family? Yeah, there for yeah. seven weeks or something? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, so cool. Like, Sweden and the people there. And, I mean, that's a whole other thing. They're, it's just such a cool place. Um, but also to experience other European races, I think, would yeah. be, you know, awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's so many races to do. Uh, here's a so uh, here's a, another little tangent. Not only was oh. Beak living in Sweden with his family for a couple months, just this past weekend from recording, he went to Finland with 
previous guest of the show, Nicholas Ramirez, and did a, a Envoy Coaching. Yeah, of Envoy Coaching, who did they did like a merit race um, over there, like an Attila merit race, and they won it. Which is yeah. pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> so shout machines. out to those guys. That yeah, was so awesome. cool. Machines. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Uh, yeah, and I think he's flying back. Like, For I mean, orcas. it must be like right now. And then he's going to Orcas. He's on. A, he's probably on a plane at the time of recording right now. I mean, this guy's. Uh, I don't yeah. know. He's a jet setter. He's trying to get a million points on his. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's all on points. <laughs> I got to get points, man. So. You finished the world champs not even two weeks ago. What's next for Mel? Are you gonna get back in the water, do some do some long marathon swims, or are you are you too hooked on the swim run bug now? You can't you can't quit it. You just can't shake well, it. Uh next is Orcas. Well, are you doing Orcas? I am going to Orcas. Ooh. Yeah, Andy and I will be there. So uh you had me at your FICA meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't, you can't tempt me like that because I don't know if the cardamom buns are going to be as good as they were in Sweden, but I'll still be there. Or at least I'll try to convince Andy that we should go. But I think it's really easy because I think with orcas, like everything kind of is just right there, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Just tell him it's recon. Yeah, yeah, super recon. We gotta, we gotta do our our uh, pastries with the low tide boys the day before the race. It's <laughs> hey, this, I'm happy to make uh, any pastry involved activity a tradition. Yeah, you just let me know and I'll yeah. make it a thing. Like, me yeah. too. I think that's just tradition now. Uh, so that's that's next, uh, and then possibly if Catalina, like we're hoping Catalina, we'll go to Catalina. Uh, I'm. My body could maybe use a little bit of a rest, but it's okay. Um, YOLO, I think that's what they say. That yeah. is. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I don't know, just keep training and um, sign up for, you know, this create this trans Rockies. It's like a, so it's not a oh, swim yeah. run, it's a run sure. thing. Yeah. Over that's, in Colorado, that's next August. That's uh, super fun. You'll, you'll love that. That's, that's a ton of fun. Okay. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that I definitely know that, you know, the run part of everything, like I would like to get into, like get back to running um, more and Mm -hmm. get, maybe try to do like, I've never done a marathon. So maybe try to do a marathon or do some halves. Now things are coming back. Um, It's pretty fun. I think like the San Diego community and not just the California swim run and the, the monks and stuff, we put together some cool workouts, but girls that I work out with, you know, just putting kind of some fun adventures locally together. So definitely want to keep doing that kind of stuff. But um, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of just say yes to random things. So I'm sure, you know, (laughs) this time next year, I've gotten myself into something else that I I quite didn't quite know what was going to be at the other end of it, but we'll have enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. I have no doubt you'll enjoy it. Well, here's, here's (laughs) something to just, you know, just, just throwing it out there, but Engadin. Ooh. 2021. Which one is that? Um, it's their Switzerland. race in Switzerland. Oh. There's like cows. Tunnel and stuff. Hills. Oh. Yeah. I would like that. Is that on your guys' radar? Yeah. I mean, every race is on our radar. Yeah. Our, bu- our bucket list is. <laughs> bucket unfortunately list is our bucket overfloweth. Yeah. yeah. I need to like race. I need to like win the lottery to pay for all these flights. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think would be really cool? Um, it's kind of like in my little, um, magic pot that I, you know, 
scheming. I don't know if this happens in like a year and a couple of years, but putting together like more California swim runs, like, Oh yeah. Getting things like doing a San Diego one again, whether it's like a camp style where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like invite only doing those kind of things or up in Lake Tahoe or Northern California, or Mm -hmm. it's just getting people to fly into San Francisco and doing a rad aquatic park day, you know, with you all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, for a while we were working on this course at Lake Sonoma, but with the drought and the water level being so super low, but we had, I mean, we went out there. Yeah. We had had some good recon going. We really, this was like, you know, eight months ago. We just need some rain to fill it back up. We need some rain. But yeah, I mean, I love that. I mean, Mel and you and I have been talking about like, doing just like a training weekend, just going down for, for two days and just working out with yeah. you guys. And, um, definitely want to do that. That would be a ton of That'd fun. Be a ton of fun. Yeah. That would be such a blast. Um, yeah. So yeah. I guess, you know, any sort of like final thoughts on your great adventure, your epic swim run adventure? I guess, you know, just, Everyone should do it. Everyone should do swim run. It's so much fun. Um, and I think I'll say, leave with two things is you might be intimidated by, you know, the pros out there or like all the gear you need. You don't need a lot of gear. I ordered my first sweatsuit off of Amazon and paddles and like, didn't even have a, a tether and we did Catalina just fine. Um, so I think like you learn as you go, uh, just get started and show up. And then I would just say thanks to everyone. Like, thanks to you guys. Um, I learned way more about the course before going and I love listening to your guys' weekly podcast. You're right up there on my Spotify as my top listen show. Um, Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And just all the other people in the community are just super rad to like, just kind of this grassroots uh, group of people just keeping the sport alive and keeping it growing, which is really awesome. So definitely put out the kudos to, to everyone out there. Well, you're a key part of that. So, you know, don't act like you're somehow on the outside looking in, like you're firmly in this tent of, you know, crazy, super super (laughs) people. (laughs) I earn my stripes with going, going to world champs. And finishing. And dragging Andy all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but good times ahead. Like, yeah. the world's opening back up. Let's cross our fingers. It keeps going in that direction. And, you know, it's, there's the Odyssey guys, right? Like, there's so much, like, the future is so bright for this sport. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. This is awesome. It's great to hear your story and your enthusiasm for the sport and for life in general. And we'll see you in Orcas this weekend. Yeah. Excited for that. In a few days. See you in a few. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at The Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim.
and then run to the finish line and just keep going until you're done. Yes, or until run you to cross or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Please. Please. Please.